a reading slum is a reader's worst nightmare because we found ourselves in this situation we don't know how we got there we don't know what the trigger might have been some of us might not know what the trigger might have been and we don't know how long we're going to be in that situation so basically it is downright frustrating to find out what causes me to go into well i'm not yet to find out but i'm already noticing what the patterns that cause me to go into a reading slum i'm noticing my triggers you know initially i didn't know what it was initially i've but over time i have found that sometimes if i read a book that is so good it leaves me in a bookish limbo and i am just sitting and just thinking and just wondering how I want to get back into reality or move to another book. And I'm just feeling useless at that point in time. And then it stretches on for so long. I am no longer in the mood to read anything. Because I feel like I'm not going to see or read a book as good as the last one I just read. And so that puts me in that space. And I just can't do anything. I'm not just And, and I just pour myself into work. Which, um, for my level, or for me personally, pouring myself into work straight up without a reading break or a music break is unhealthy for me. And that's what I've noticed. But, you know, I've noticed this. I've noticed that this is one trigger. I've noticed that sometimes it could be as a result of me reading a book that wasn't it. But that doesn't happen often. Sometimes it's just me mentally berating myself and then it leads me to just go into some sort of mild depression and I'm not just interested in reading anything at the moment for a very long time. Other times it's societal triggers. You know, sometimes I see something and, you know, we get lost in books because that is our escape. That is our, that is where we find peace. But sometimes these societal triggers just have me just um, frustrated and upset and I'm so lost in my head. I can't even move out of that confinement and read a book. So I noticed that, okay, I I am in a slum. I, have, I know that I have come on my Instagram page to talk about being in reading slum and I discovered something cheesy stories gets me out of reading slums so cheesy stories where do I find cheesy stories I find cheesy stories on Wattpad <laughs> that is my number one that is my go-to cheesy stories um other things I would do is to reread my favorite books other things I would do is to read um, a book that is to body read. Another thing I would do is to body read. Sometimes I'm always in search. I'm always in search of a body reader. And so I try to find a body reader who would read with me because I need that motivation to actually read a book. And you know, when you're reading with someone, there's something about it. You know, you guys read a chapter, read a page, you come together, you discuss. 
so there's that pull that oh yeah i want to do this really i really want to do this and then i do that and then i notice i read i look for um dark erotic romance books to read but but for the times i have been in a reading slum at least five books have actually shown themselves have actually pulled me out of my reading slum either it was as a body read or I bought it because I have been seeing the book everywhere and I really wanted to get it. Or because I, I figured that, okay, let me try. And it worked. You know, it might have taken a longer time to read. But, you know, it wouldn't span more than a day or two. And I will finish this book and... I am so sick. I'm so excited and super pumped to get into other books or find other books by the same author to read. And this brings me to drum roll. <laughs> this brings me to the five books that I think will pull you out of a reading slum. Not that I think, I I guarantee will pull you out of a reading slum. They are not so intense they are um they're not so intense they are very easy to get into they have first lines that actually would pull you in or first chapters that will pull you in and they have characters that are interesting some you might hate some you might be upset with but they have characters that are interesting and there are stories that will keep you engaged and keep you at the edge of your seat and this is um a part this is a a um a pile that i love so much they're like my i wouldn't say are they my favorite books they're books i would never really shut up about really say for one i just read oh yeah i would never shut up about these books because they hold a very sweet place in my heart to be honest so i am going to start first with a broken people's playlist a book a broken people's playlist was written by chimeka garrix this was my first book written by him i have his this was the first book i read rather written by him i have the first his first book his debut novel which is um Tomorrow Died Yesterday. I haven't read that. I have to read that. But, <coughs> excuse me. A Broken People's Playlist is such an amazing book. I got um, a copy, an ARC, or, yeah, an ARC copy from Masobe Books. And it's signed. You know, each time I look at it, I mean, it was, I think this, this signing, the fact that it was signed was a... I don't know, I think it was a plus. I mean, it's it's not something extraordinary, but I felt it was a plus. So I read this in August and I was so, um, I wasn't interested in reading anything. I was so focused on work that I wasn't interested in reading any book at all. But then I was going to take a short trip to visit my friends in another town, in Ilori, for Nigerians in Ilori, 
from Lagos. And I felt like I wanted to have a book for a road trip. And I looked at my shelf and I'm like, okay, I have this. I haven't read it. I think I'll pick it up and see how it goes. And from the beginning of the journey, I stayed in Nari for a week plus. I finished this book the next day when I arrived. The next day after I arrived in Nari. It was that good. And then I finished it and then I was like, what am I going to read next? And then I went into listening to an audiobook. And from there, I got into reading all other books. And from there, I just, I found my, mo- my mojo. So it's like how Chiamaka got her reading groove back. Ooh, that's a very good title. <laughs> but yeah, so um, um, A Broken People's Playlist, it's, I feel like it's so unconventional. And here's the thing, I was listening to, because there are songs attached to, it's a collection of stories, first of all, and there are songs attached to each of the, sh- each of the story in this book. And I was listening to them, to the songs, to the, all of the songs, and why reading the book, like for each, for the one, one song to the corresponding um, story, and it somehow I was able to just you know, I think I was able to get the inspiration behind the stories, and it was such a beautiful thing, you know. I was able in my own way connect to connect with the author, and it was nice. I really loved it. I enjoyed reading a broken people's playlist. It's okay. It's by Chemeka Garrix and the blurb says um A Broken People's Playlist is a collection of stories in the soundtrack of life. Twelve music inspired tales are told about love, the human condition, life's micro moments, and an every person's every people's search for meaning and sometimes redemption. The stories are also part homage and part love letter to Port Harcourt, the city which most of them are set in. A man who throws a living funeral for his dying brother. Three friends ponder Penny's captivus and one's peculiar erectile dysfunction. And a troubled woman tries to find her peace place in the world, helped by a head full of songs and ginger tea. They are also interlinked story, one of a teenage wannabe DJ, who just wants to play his first gig as his family breaks up, and another of him, years later, as a middle-aged man, drunk calling his ex-wife. This prose is distinctive as it is concise and unapologetically Nigerian, and because the collection is infused with the magic of evocative storytelling, everyone is promised a story, a character to move or haunt them. And yes, I loved, I loved, I didn't even know, the funny thing is, I never read the blurb of this book when I picked it up. I was just like, okay, um, Asobi Book sent me this. I've been seeing it everywhere and I want to read it. Okay, this looks like a perfect road trip book. So yeah, if you're looking for a road trip book, you should pick this up. And then it was like, it's signed. Ooh, okay, I don't mind. And then I looked through the track list and the, um, you know, the story titles. I'm like, hmm, okay, okay, let's see how it goes. And I started reading and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that they were interconnected stories until I read one. I'm like, oh, wait, I saw this guy in another story. I'm like, oh, and the first story broke my heart. Like the first story was enough for me to fling the book away, but I wanted more. 
And that was the one thing that I love about, I wanted more. You know, it left me hanging and I had to start thinking of multiple scenarios of how this book should have ended. And that was, that was, that was the beauty of this book. I really loved it. I loved that it pulled me out of that reading slump. It made me, um, how do I say? It made me, it made me come out of my slump and made me read more, so much more. And I was so, so glad that I picked it up. And if you are in a reading slump, you want to pick up a Broken People's Playlist. You can get this. Masabe books. Uh, I don't know if Roving Heights and all other Nigerian bookstores have this, but you can send a message to the publishers, and I'm sure they will have copies lying around that they can sell, that they are still selling, that are still on sale, whatever the word in the English and the phrase is. But yeah, A Broken People's Playlist by Chema Kagarix is my first book if you want to get over it in slum. But this is in no particular order, okay? Okay. Ah, uh, next up is Kite Runner. <laughs> so, I body read Kite Runner with Shella. And to be honest, I went into this book blind. Like, I think she asked for a body read who I asked. I really can't remember who approached who. But it was, um, we went, I think we went into it blind. We really didn't know what to expect because the blurb really doesn't give so much in terms of all the drama experienced from this book. So, let me read the blurb. I'm pretty sure everybody has heard of Kite Runner. I like, if you're in the book space and you really haven't heard of Kite Runner, then I'm sorry you have been living under a rock. I said it. Okay, so the blurb says... 1970s Afghanistan. Tafia-old Amir is desperate to win the local kite fighting tournament and his loyal friend Hassan promises to help him. But neither of the boys can foresee what will happen to Hassan that afternoon and events that is to shatter their lives. After the Russians invade and the family is forced to flee to America, Amir realizes that one day he must return to an Afghanistan under Taliban rule to find the one thing that his new world cannot guarantee him redemption and like from the blurb it was like okay something happened at the kite running for kite fighting tournament and me and Shella were reading we're like oh my god we're so upset but like this guy is mad but you know we didn't expect what happened at the kite fighting tournament we didn't expect it at all and i swear we i i know i had tears in my eyes because i was like nobody deserves this nobody deserves this like and then Amir was just being a selfish person a selfish child and then the plot twist the to be honest this book would ev- evoke a lot of emotions for you from you and but it is guaranteed that you will pull through. You will come out of that slum and you will just be like, wow, I need something less intense. And then you will grab a book that you know is probably your favorite and is less intense. And then you read and you'll be like, okay, I'm fine now. Because the kite runner is... <laughs> there is something about the kite runner 
I don't know. Like, it is... There's something about Khalid Hussein. I'm set to read his other two books. A Thousand Splendid Sun and... um. The mountains and the mountains echoed. I can't wait to read those two. But this one, it pulled me out. And I finished reading and I was just looking at myself. And you, you would think that it's a book that would, you know, leave you in a reading slum. But it won't because you're just like... Because the end is too sweet and you're just like, oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, where he said, I will never forget this this word, this phrase... For you a thousand times over. There is so much power in that word. When you say for you a thousand times over. When you say, oh, will you do this for me? And someone responds, for you a thousand times over. It is not as cliche as it might sound. There is a lot packed into that. Just that phrase. Because you shows how much, how much you carry this person. How much you love this person. How much you see and value this person. You know, and you just, you just like, I would do it over a thousand. Like, um, is this song, um, now rise up, something like that. I don't even know. I don't think that's what I'm supposed to sing, but you know, and I'll do it a thousand times again for you. You get the point. Like that word, I swear when he, when he read, when I read that, that phrase, towards the end of the book i i melted because i'm like nah man if someone tells me for you a thousand times over i feel like it's better than saying i love you because people use the word i love you i love you i love you and it's like it's already overrated but when you say phrases like this like you just know that yes this person has you this person is with you till the end I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> oh my god. I swear it feels like I'm ranting so much. But yeah, you guys get the drift. I believe you do. I believe you get my point. Anyways, the next book that I'm recommending to pull you out of a reading slum is Silver Sparrow by Tyree Jones. I got an ARC, like, this was my first arc from, my first international arc from One World Republic. And I keep sending them messages to send me some other books, but I never did respond. So, we move. I'm just going to be content with this one that I have and just be alright with myself. But, yeah, I read Silver Sparrow and I was just like, men are fucking scum. Yes, men are scum. So let me read the blurb. A breathtaking tale of family secrets from the best-selling author of An American Marriage. A fa- my father, James Witherspoon, is a bigamist. This is a story of a man's deception, a family's complicity, and the two teenage girls caught in the middle. James Witherspoon has two families, one public, the other a closely guarded secret. But when his daughters meet and form a friendship, only one of them knows the th- the truth. Theirs is a relationship destined to explode. Silver Spire is a stunning new novel from the critically acclaimed winner of the 2019 Women's Prize for Fiction, one of the most important writers of her generation. This book, 
I say when I say men are scum, forget it. They are scum. Like no two ways about it. James Witherspoon had two families. Already you can see from there. Like even this blob doesn't even do justice to what's the drama involved with this in this story. Like it is written in if you want to read my full review, I'm going to put the link to it in the where it's supposed to be something like that but this um this book oh god this book it just it made me realize that there's nothing men cannot do to be honest you see this man Give them an inch, they will take. What's that in this? You see, you give them one something, they will take. They will take the whole thing. Give them one spoon, they will take the whole bowl. Like, it's 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 it was it's so it was so sad that, um, you know, that um, what is uh, I need to find, I need to find um. I need to find her name. I need to find her name. I need to find her name. Dana. Yes. Dana and Charis. Dana and Charis are sisters. So imagine that you have a sister you didn't know about, but you guys became you became friends. But that sister knows that you're her sister. Like the it was so it was so annoying, especially with the fact that. Dana had to give up so many things because her father wanted to protect his secret. She had to at the end of the day, to what end? At the end of the day, nobody what what was now what was now achieved? Like it it was so it was so it was such a stressful, it was such a complicated thing. Or rather, it wasn't even complicated at all. It's almost like the case of his only wife. Eh, that is it. Actually, that's it. Is the case of his only wife, but this time around, the man already like this time. Oh God, I don't even know how to explain this book. But just know that as much as Silver Sparrow will evoke a lot of emotions from you, it is actually bound to bring you out of a reading slump because the end of the book too. It is not really a happy ending, but it is an ending that I would say I can understand, and it's. It didn't go overboard. It was just there. It was just right. And when you're done reading it, you're just going to be upset. And you will be like, nah, I need something to douse my anger. And then you can go pick up a light read and, and move on and keep reading. Because this is one heavy read, but it is something that I think it is a book that I felt would bring you. So I read this in... I read the ebook because I got an EARC from Ned Gali as well as as because the paperback had not arrived. So I got an EARC and I read this in January as at the time the blog tour happened. I was on the blog tour. And at that time I didn't even know if I wanted to read anything. But you know, it I read it and I was like, ah, nah, I needed to read something else because I can't bottle up this anger. I needed something to douse it. And I picked up some other book, but this book is a solid. Trust me, Silver Sparrow is a solid. Moving on to my next book or my next recommendation, Pets by Akweke 
MSZ. Will I ever stop ranting and shouting and speaking up about this book? Hell to the fuck no. <laughs> I am not going to stop talking about pets. So, here's a short story. I picked up Akweke's book, Freshwater, in 2018 as an ebook to read. Was it 2018? Yeah, I think it was 2018. Either 2018 or 2019. No, I think it was 2018. And I didn't get into it. I was so I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. I was I was just wondering what the heck is going on. And then I saw their, you know, their publicity on pets, you know, and it being a YA fantasy, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I need to pick this up. And then December 2019 or November 2019, was it yeah? Roving Heights had a book. Was it a book fair? Yeah, I'll call it a book fair. I can't remember what it was, what that event was. And I bought it. I'm like, okay, well, let me get this. I really wanted to read it. Fast forward January 2020, I was supposed to body read with Kyode, but I wasn't interested in reading anything. And then something just triggered me. I'm like, okay, I've had this book. I think it's time for me to pick it up and read because I traveled with it. I traveled to Abuja at that point. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this with me. And I was looking at all the books I came with. I'm like, nah, Amaka, you have to read this one. At least it's a light read. It looks light. It looks really easy. The prints are actually big. And I started reading. The first line says, there shouldn't be any monsters left in the seal. And in my mind, I'm like, okay. The book talks about monsters. Hmm. It says, yeah, fantasy. Are we going to have horror? Let's see how it goes. So let me read the blob. The blob says, Pet is here to hunt a monster. Are you brave enough to look? There are no monsters anymore. Or so the children in the city of Lucille have been taught. Jam and her best friend Redemption have grown up with this lesson all their lives. But when Jam meets Pet, she begins to question what she's been told. Pet has come to hunt the evil lurking in Redemption's house. But how do you save the world from monsters if no one will admit they exist? I read Pets and it opened my eyes to the wonder that Akweke is. It opened my mind to the extraordinary, to the divine being that they are. Because I read Pets, like my copy of Pets is almost battered. And it has a lot of highlights, annotation. No, I didn't have annotate, but I highlighted a lot. I scribbled, I used pencil. Like, it had a lot. And I was just like, my God, people they write. <laughs> like, people they write. Nobody say, go come. Like, it didn't. I already. I felt that in the book, I already knew who the monster was going to be. Like, I had an inkling. But, you know, if it turned out to be someone else. I would have I wouldn't have um been shocked about it because I already knew what the plot was like. But it was the immense wisdom, the immense um the immense um of what's this word? The parallel, the way it parallels our world, our society. That was what I loved about it. It was easy to get into, like really easy. 
you're not wasting time. You're not. There's no preamble. There's no dilly daddling. There's no oh, and so let's go. But there are no like all the characters are straightforward. It has the 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 LGBTQ rep in it. You know, everything is just simple, straight to the point. No ton ton no. But it it was packed. For a small book, it was packed. And then I read it and I was like, who is this? Who is this extraordinary being? And then it moved me to go and read Freshwater because I'm like, I cannot have experienced this book and not experience how Freshwater would be like. And I read Freshwater and I was blown away. I'm like, Freshwater is difficult to get into. I won't even lie about that. But I wanted to, I was like, no, I needed to. And I read Freshwater and I was like, hey, God. I, I remember I told my sister, I was like, guy, me, I believe the bandages are real. <laughs> I believed it. I, I started looking for reading up a lot about Obanjins and everything else. I started reading up a lot. I realized that history was lost in so many things. Like, it was eye-opening. And I moved on and I kept reading that way. So, it pulled me. It made me want to. So, that is one thing that books that pull you out of a reading slump will make you do. So, you either read another. If the book is a heavy read, you move on to read something light. Or you read another book by the author because you want to experience the wonder that that author is. And I got to experience the wonder that Akreke is. And then the death of Vivek Oji came out. I'm like, hey, God, Akreke no go keep a scene. And then I was blown away as well. Like, I mean, if you haven't picked up pet, I really don't know what the hell you're waiting for, to be honest. I really don't know, like... Why, why, why are you waiting? What the, what the other convincing do you want? Mm-mm. Guam. Maxim, what, tell me, what, what, what else? What, what else do you want? What, what, what more convincing do you need? Do you need me to roll on the floor? Do you need me, maybe you want me to do a video review? I don't know. But, you know, if you think that it is fitting, by all means, I would do a video review of pets. But you see, pets is a treasure trove, treasure trove of wisdom pets the character itself is a treasure trove of wisdom like my guy just this spits this spits bars the gold you get like guy like pets just this spits just they, you know giving us vibes here and there you know i don't know you need to read pets to be honest it's going to pull you out of your reading some i don't know what else i want to tell you because I hope I have been, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you, but pick up pets. And then last but not least is Easy Motion Tourist. <laughs> My Nigerian people know Easy Motion. Like, Easy Motion Tourist is such a fun read, to be honest. It is so Nigerian, but not Nigerian in a trying so hard to be Nigerian kind of way. I don't know if you get like, it is so bloody. It is one book I will not... I, funny thing, I've not even read book two. I'm looking for who will buy me books. <laughs> no, I think I will just need... I just need to get my money to buy book two. But Easy Motion Tourist. Here's the blob. Guy Collins, a British hack, 
is hunting for an election story in Lagos. A decision to check out a local bar in Victoria Island turns out badly. A mutilated female body is discarded close by and Collins is picked up as a suspect. In the murk of a hot, groaning and bloody police cell, Collins fares the worst. But then Amaka, a sassy guardian angel of Lagos working girls, talks the police chief around, police station chief around. She assumes Collins is a BBC journal who can broadcast details of the city's witch, witchcraft and body parts trade that she is on a one-woman mission to stop. With easy motions, easy motion tourists astonishing cast, Tarantino has landed in Lagos. This page-turning debut crime novel pulses with the rhythm of Nigeria's mega city, reeks of its open drains and sparkles like the champagne coughed in its upper market districts. That last line, if it's if it's not the truth, I don't know what it is. It reeks of open open drains because there are lots of open drains in this Lagos. And then the rich people like to drink champagne. Thinking that the only ones that can drink champagne. I didn't see anything. But easy motion tourist. Any book that has that has my namesake, I'm always stoked. I've not yet seen a book where the, where my namesake is just a <laughs> But yeah, we're always badass. Do with that as you please, or do with that what you want, whatever it is. But Easy Motion Tourist is bound to. I see, I am guaranteeing you, if you buy Easy Motion Tourist and you read it, hoping that it's hoping that you want you want you wanted to bring it out of a reading storm and it doesn't, I'll give you your money back. Easy Motion Tourist is the book. Like, is the book. It is so amazing. It is so beautiful. I want everybody to experience this book. I need to get the book too. The book too is When Trouble Sleeps. A continuation. It is good. Easy Motion Taurus is so easy to get into. Like I said, it is so Nigerian without trying hard. And that is one thing I applaud Leia for. He made it so Nigerian that... We didn't really need to think so much to be like, ah, this one is trying hard to be Nigerian. No, 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 no. My Lagosians were able to get into it. My Nigerians were able to, even non-Nigerians, you guys will be able to get into it because you'll be fascinated by the city of Lagos. Easy motion tourists, see, it is 100% guaranteed to pull you out of whatever reading slum you are in because the fast pace, the, the turns, the twists, the drama, like the drama, it is typical Lagos drama. Do you understand? <laughs> oh my god, like these books are amazing. And for bonus book to bring you out of a reading slum, his only wife. The first line alone, you should know that drama day or dirty bust go knows just you know this drama go start. Drama begins. His his only wife. Listen to my review the previous episode you're going to just get into it but i can guarantee you that all of the books i have recommended to you today in this episode rather they are bound to bring you out of a reading slum like they are bound to bring you out of whatever reading slum it is that you are in trust me like no jokes here's a recap the first book is A Broken People's Playlist by Chimeka Garrix. The second book is 
The Kite Runner by Khalid Hussein, Husseini. The third is Silver Sparrow by Tayari Jones. The fourth, the fourth is Pets by Akweke Mezi. And the fifth is Easy Motion Taurus by Leye Adinle. Adinle. Yes. And then a bonus one, His Only Wife by Peace Adzomedie. Trust me. If you read these books and they don't pull you out of I will give you your money back. Ah, what is saying? But you you just have to come out of that reading slum because I don't know. She she reading slum is not mad me. Cause these books are beautiful. They are easy. They're in like it's a it's a it's a um this recommendation is a mix of intense drama field, short story and everything in between. And I know that how I felt reading them, I knew that I wanted to continue reading. At that point when I was in a reading slum and I read these books, I was just like, ah, no, I need to read another book. And that's the beauty of getting out of a reading slum or finding a book that brings you out of a reading slum. You always, it always holds a special place in your heart. And these five hold a special place in my heart. I hope that I have been able to convince you and not confuse you that the five books I have recommended to bring you out of a reading slum are going to bring you out of a reading slum. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I just said there, but you totally understand what I'm trying to say, okay? And I'm going to leave links to my reviews, both on, I think, Goodreads, on my blog, on Instagram, in the description bar, description box, yeah, so you can check that out. So if you need that is if you need more convincing, check that out. And I hope that you guys enjoy this. You enjoyed this. Um, what's it called? I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I really did have fun. It was a really um um how do I put it? It was a last minute put like i knew i wanted to recommend books but i didn't know what i wanted to recommend at the point and then i figured okay i was going to recommend books that would bring you out of reading slum and i'm like okay what books i had to start thinking and then i looked through my shelf i'm like ah yes i found my books and i picked them up and i'm here giving you this because i love you all so much and i really appreciate all of your support reading sharing um listening to my podcast following subscribing everything that you are doing you guys totally 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 rock and until my next episode i remain your girl chamaka also known as the bookishibo girl kachibo see you guys and good morning good evening good night wherever you are listening to this from and whatever time you are listening to this I'll see you guys in my next episode.